Hi, this is Dan. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I trust that it will encourage you and build your faith. If you'd like to connect with us further, our website is revivalnow.com, and you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Revival Now Dan Steep. We have the Revival Now app that you can download at your Play Store, and if you use Roku, you can find us on Creo TV. Enjoy the podcast and share it with a friend. Hi, my name's Dan Steep, and welcome to Spiritual Talk. This episode's being brought to you by Valara with Active Pure Technology. If you'd like to know how you can get an FDA-approved, NASA-used technology in your home, business, or car that reduces 99% of airborne and surface pathogens, including mold, fungus, bacteria, including staph, and viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, email infoforvalara at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. I titled this one, Faith Has a Voice. Faith Has a Voice. We're going to kick it off with a scripture from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, verses 20 through 24. Jesus, now the scripture says, In the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots, and Peter, remembering, uh, said to, G- to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe that you have received them, and you will have them. It's a great passage of Scripture. Jesus, his response to his disciples is simply this, have faith in God. Remember, the title of this episode is Faith Has a Voice. Have faith in God. That statement can literally be uh, interpreted or translated in a very responsible way, have the faith of God. That's what Jesus is telling his disciples. Remember, he's teaching them. He's spending all this time investing in their lives because he's preparing them. They don't know it yet, but he's preparing them for the time when he will no longer be with them. And he's telling them, you have to have the faith of God. In other words, you have to have the God kind of faith. Now, faith has a voice. This is what he says to him. Assuredly, whoever says to this mountain, so your faith, if, if you can't speak it, your faith is not at that level. The, the, the God kind of faith, having the faith of God. When you're willing to speak it, now faith has a voice. So he says, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt 
in his heart. So there's a connection. You first believe it in your heart. You have to believe it in your heart in order to speak it out of your mouth. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The Bible says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. So, have, faith, have the faith of God. Say to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and do not doubt in your heart. But the one who believes that those things he says will be done, he'll have whatever he says. So we see the word says three times. Whoever says to the mountain, who believes those things that he says, will have whatever he says. Jesus said, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you have received them, and you will have them. So it's not enough to just believe it. In fact, I would contend that until you're willing to speak it out of your mouth, you don't actually believe it in your heart. Faith has a voice. And when, when Jesus was telling his disciples to have faith in God or have the faith of God, what he was talking to them about is not a general kind of faith. Not faith exercised unto salvation when you're born again, but a faith for the working of miracles. Have this, the, the God faith is a miracle-working, miracle-believing faith. So first of all, let's look at the source of faith. Because you have to have faith, believe it in your heart in order to speak it out of your mouth. So what is the source of faith? Well, the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that's your source of faith. The word of God is the power of God in print. And it's able to lift any person out of any place that they're at, and it will elevate you to where God wants you to be. So the Word of God, we, we know that from the Word of God that God himself is no respecter of persons. Therefore, his Word is no respecter of persons. He will lift any person out of where you're at, regardless of your skin color, social class, the sin in your life, what you've done in the past, what kind of family you come from, what part of the world you live in, does not matter. The Word of God is the power of God that will lift any person out of where you're at to where God wants you to be. The Hebrews writer said in Hebrews 4.12, the Word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword Cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, it exposes our inner, innermost thoughts and desires. The Word of God is alive and powerful, and it is the source of your faith. The more that you get this Word in you, it will elevate your level of faith in belief to the miracle level that Jesus was talking about when he told his disciples to have faith in God. So that's the source of faith. Now let's look at the purpose of faith. The purpose of faith, I've never read this anywhere else or heard anyone else say it, but this is my take. The purpose of faith 
is change. It takes faith to change things. To say to a mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. To say to cancer, die and be removed in Jesus' name. It takes faith for change. Any kind of change, any positive change that you want to see in your life, it takes faith. Even if, if you decide to become more physically fit and get into an exercise regimen, it takes faith to believe that if you faithfully follow that exercise regimen, that it will produce the desired outcome in your life. The purpose of faith is change. First, the first thing that changes is your belief in your heart. Then it will change your speech, what comes out of your mouth. Faith people talk differently. I, I, I'd say it all the time. Faith counts a thing as done. Hope believes for tomorrow. Faith says now. It is finished. The Bible says Jesus took our infirmities and bore our diseases. Took past tense. Faith actually says it's already done. But my faith in what God's word says will appropriate it into a present reality in my life. So the first thing that changes is my belief system. The second thing that changes is my speech. The third thing that changes is my reality in Jesus' name. As Jesus was talking to his disciples in Mark 11, and he said in verse 23, he who believes and does not doubt in his heart. When he says does not doubt, he's talking about what, what is doubt? Doubt is being double-minded, divided in one's mind. Most often, what I see in, in, in the life of Christian people is they're divided in, between what they see in their human eyes and what they read from God's Word. And James tells us that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. There'll never be a stability in your faith, in your belief, in your speech, and ultimately in the reality of your life if you're always double-minded between what you, you see and sense in your physical senses and what you believe from God's Word. It, you, when you're, what's really happening is there's this struggle between what you're going to believe more. What I see with my, in my, my flesh and what I see in the Spirit and understand from God's Word. Does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says. There's a story in uh, 1 Kings, uh, like the 18th chapter, where Ahab, he sent for the children of Israel, he gathered them together, he gathered the prophets together on Mount Carmel. This is like, I call it the, the Mount Carmel showdown, right? Elijah's there, facing off against the false prophets of Baal. And this is what Elijah said when he came to the people. He said, how long will you falter between two opinions? 
It's the same thing we're talking about here. The double-mindedness that James is talking about and the, or the person that doubts in his mind between what he sees and what he knows God's word to, to say. How long will you falter between opinions? Or another word for faltering is how long will you hesitate? How long will you lose strength and momentum as you hesitate and falter between two opinions? Elijah said, if the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. And the word says that the people answered him, not a word. So the person, going back to what Jesus was saying in Mark 11, who believes in those things that he says, what's that mean? That's a confidence. It takes confidence to actually give faith a voice. But when you believe it enough to speak it, and I don't mean just speak it in your, your bedroom between you and God, but speak it publicly to other people. That's confidence. I told you earlier, the, the Proverbs writer said in Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the first thing that changes is your belief then your speech, and then your reality. But part of having faith is not only having faith for what God, God says, but it's knowing that you're so connected with God to the point that you now have faith in what you say. That's a whole different level. When you're so connected in your relationship with God, you're so convinced of what his word says and what his word says concerning you. And you're so convinced that every promise in his word applies to your life. Now, all of a sudden, you move to this whole other level where not only do you have confidence in what God says, what his word says, but you actually have confidence in what you say because you know that when you speak, you know God's word and you're speaking his word. I heard someone say one time that the, the word of God is the will of God. And faith begins when you know the will of God. So the will of God is derived from the word of God. And it's when you know the will of God that faith really begins in your life, and you just begin saying things from the word. The word becomes so much you and in you that there's no faltering and there's no hesitation. You just be the word just comes out of your mouth, and you know that when you're speaking to a situation, a person, a condition, or whatever it is, you know when you're speaking that you're speaking God's words. And it gets that to that place where you have faith in what you say. So in 2 Kings chapter 1, beginning in verse 9, then the king sent to him a captain of 50 with its 50 men. So he went up to him, and there, there he was, sitting on the top of the hill, and he spoke to him, man of God, the king said, come down. Now get this, verse 10 of 2 Kings chapter 1. So Elijah answered and said to the captain of 50, if I am a man of God, 
then let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50 men. And fire came down from heaven and consumed him and his 50 men. Now, this wasn't Elijah quoting the word of God. This was Elijah so hooked up with God to the point that he had faith in what he said, and he spoke that word. If I'm a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50 men, and it happened. He had faith in his word. Now, back to our our key text in this episode, which is Mark chapter 11. Verse 23 talks about what you believe one time and what you speak three times. So if it's too big for your mouth, it's too big for your hand. And you'll never rise above your confession, your speech, the fruit of your lips, what comes out of your mouth. That's why your belief has to be grounded in God's word so that your, your speech parrots or reflects God's word. Why? Because faith has a voice. And you don't truly believe if you won't truly give your faith a voice. The voice of faith works everywhere and for everyone in Jesus' name. So we talked about the source of faith, the Word of God. And and now, after we talked about the source of faith, we talked about the purpose of faith, which is change, and number three, the power of faith. In In this text, in Mark chapter 11, he says that whoever says to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says, it will come to pass, and he'll have whatever he says. So what is a mountain? The mountain represents mountains in your own life. The mountain represents every immovable thing in your life. The prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah 53.1, Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Whose report will you believe? What the news says, what the mainstream media says, what academia says, what Hollywood says, whose report will you believe? What faithless preachers say? Whose report will you believe? What the Word of God says? Or what you feel in your body or see with your eyes? When Jesus is more real to you than what you perceive with your five senses, at that point, A miracle is within your reach. Faith understands where our help comes from. Our help comes from no other place than from the Lord. And we know what God's heart is from His Word. It's revealed to us in His Word. The psalmist said in Psalm 121, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. My help comes from the Lord. And any real, substantial, life-changing help in your life comes from the Lord. He is everything. 
Help is coming. But it's not coming from human sources. Real help comes from the Lord through your voice. Because faith has a voice. And I'm believing God that your voice is going to be the voice of faith. Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. Hallelujah. Help's coming. And it's coming as you activate faith through your voice. I, I'm believing, God, that everyone that is hearing my voice through this episode, that your faith is being stirred, faith is being ignited and activated within your heart. And I'm believing that, that by faith, you'll begin to open your mouth and give faith a voice. Amen. Well, if you're listening to this episode and you've never actually received Jesus Christ as your Savior, the simplest way that I can say it is if you died today, do you know for certain, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would spend eternity in heaven with Jesus? And if your answer to that question is anything other than a resounding yes, I want to give you the opportunity to give faith a voice through your mouth, faith unto salvation. You see, it's not a long, fancy prayer that saves, but rather a short, simple prayer that's spoken from a place of sincerity in your heart. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, in other words, giving faith a voice, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So I want to pray or offer a simple prayer of salvation that if you'll repeat this prayer out loud after me, you can know for sure that you're saved and that you're on your way to heaven. Would you pray this prayer with me? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I admit that I've sinned. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave to give me victory over sin and death. I confess my sinfulness. I repent. Please forgive me of my sin and come into my heart and make me a new person. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's as simple as that. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. The Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And when you prayed that prayer with me, you called upon the name of the Lord. So by the authority of God's word, I say to you that you're saved, you're born again, and you're on your way to heaven because you have Jesus in your heart. Please take a quick moment and go to my website at RevivalNow.com. RevivalNow.com. If you'll go there, you'll find on the front page of the website a big red button that says, I just got saved. Click that button, and it'll take you to a place where you can do a couple of things. The first thing you can do is you can view some uh, video resources that I've prepared for you to help you get started in your Christian life. 
And the other thing you can do is you can fill out your contact information. And if you'll fill out your contact information in its entirety, I'll make a threefold promise to you. Number one, um, you won't receive any solicitation or any, any you know, phone calls. You won't show up on a mailing list or anything like that. Number two, I'll pray for you by name because now I'm going to know who you are. And number three, I'm going to send you some, some resources to help you get started in your Christian life. So just go to RevivalNow.com, click I Just Got Saved, and follow the prompts from there. Thanks so much for hanging in there with me with this episode. I want to remind you that, that this episode has a sponsor. It's Valara with Active Pure Technology. If you'd like to know how you can get an FDA-approved NASA-used technology in your home, business, or car that reduces 99% of airborne and surface pathogens, including mold, fungus, bacteria, including staph, and viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, email info for Valara at gmail.com. Well, God bless you. And thanks for tuning into this episode. Make sure you tune in for more episodes as we're continuing to add to the library. Until then, be blessed in Jesus' name.